Oh, by the way, an old friend of yours dropped by, said she was looking for you. A friend of mine? Don't worry. I told her I didn't know where you were. Then I locked her out and engaged the hangar security system. She tell you her name? Fennec Shan. <laughs> I thought you said that the hangar security system was on. Don't get away from me. You come right back here. By any chance, are you looking for work? Might could be. Pay is good. What's the bounty? No bounty. We need muscle. Boba Fett. He sure would appreciate it. Tell him it's on the house. But first, I gotta pay a visit to a little friend. Greetings, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to The Mandalorian Man Presents The Pod of Boba Fett, where today we are talking about Chapter 5, Return of the Mandalorian. So here we are, five episodes into a seven-episode series, a seven-episode season at least, and I felt like this episode really could have been called Meanwhile on the Mandalorian, because all this episode was, was somewhat catching us up to what Mando was doing. Um since we last saw him, to a degree. Um, Boba Fett wasn't in this episode at all. And you remember the last episode, um, Fennec was like, you know, we, I know we, we can get some muscle, and, and they played the Mando music, so we know he was coming. Now, I thought he'd sneak in in the finale. Instead, they were like, nope, we're going to make this entire next episode a spinoff of the spinoff. I'm, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it felt like, oh, this, is, this episode doesn't progress our story at all, really, except for maybe the last 10 seconds. Um, but what it does is bring back some uh, fun characters as well as, you know, the, the, the man who started it all, uh, uh, well... I guess Boba Fett technically, but this new um, television, you know, universe of Star Wars started with uh, our Mandalorian. So it's funny because you watch the Mandalorian and then you're like, "Oh my God, Boba Fett showed up!" And now you're watching the Boba Fett show and you're like, "Oh my God, the, our original Mandalorian showed up!" Um, and really, all we got to see was our dude doing some stuff. Uh, and then fixing a ship and getting a new ship. But there was some 
character building moments that I think will lead to the future of the Mandalorian. And also there was a delightful little cliffhanger that I wouldn't even know if I'd call it a cliffhanger, but a little end that just made me go, Oh no, they're finishing it now. And I think we all know who that, um, is, um, related to. So we, this episode opens up and and now last week I took notes this week. I did not. I watched it, um, maybe an hour ago, but I felt like, you know what? I really don't need to take any notes with this one. It's just, it's pretty simple. Now I know there's a lot going on that I, um, that I don't know. Like I will get wrong and I won't even attempt, you know, with these names and, um, all, there was a lot of, there was a big data dump, um, of like the, the history of Mandalore. And we did get to see a little flashback of Mandalore exploding and his prophecies and blah, blah, blah. This person's supposed to have the, 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 the dark saber. This person's supposed to have it. And, um, all of that, you know, it means something for sure. And I bet for the hardcore Star Wars fans uh, out there, if you're listening, it almost went like, Oh wow. Oh, that's cool. Oh, they're tying this into this and this into that. And I'm like, Okay, um, there, there's a sword, and um, that guy wants the sword, and Mando still wants the sword himself. Uh, that's, um, I don't know why I did like a, a Ray Romano on helium. Um, but really, this episode was just kind of giving us a meanwhile in the world of, of Mando. So he, it starts off with him collecting a debt with one of those dog people, those dog face gentlemen. Um, it looked like, I mean, I was half expecting like one of the, one of the dog face guys to have a, like a, a, a black coat and a, um, and a hat, like, like Rocky Balboa, you know, and he working there. He's like, Hey, hey, what's that Mandalorian doing here? That's, that's my space Rocky Balboa. I told you, I didn't take notes. This is what happens. Um, but he shows up in basically like the meatpacking district of this of this crime family that like they're in a you know it's just like some stereotypical like hoodlum uh, crime family you know when they're working in a in a, in a meatpacking gangster or whatever I don't know so he shows up and he's like I'm here right away like you see the silhouette and you see the spear and I went oh it's Mando and I was excited. Um, I didn't expect it to be the entire episode, but I, I, I went with it and I enjoyed, uh, everything that happened. I, I just hope, I just felt like we only have seven, seven episodes and all this stuff in the flashback. I want as much, um, forward story, you know, uh, forward going story with Boba Fett as I can get. Uh, and, and we didn't get really anything of that. Uh, we got a lot of 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 all Mando, really. So he, you know, he's there to collect a debt. He takes out the dark saber. He uses it. He gets beat up. He actually burns himself on it. But he he collects. He's like, I can take you in hot, or I can take you in cold. I love that. And I don't know why he had some sort of Liam Neeson accent there. 
and he ends up chopping the dude right in half, taking his head and all these all these employees or whatever you want, the muscle. He's like, look, I can tell you right now, there's a bunch of credits in there. I don't want them. I can't use them. If you let me go, you can go help yourself to them. Now, they could have been like, well, we can kill you and take it. Of course, he probably would have killed all of them. But they were like, yeah, okay, dude, let's go. Get get out of here. Take his head and, and skedaddle. So skedaddled he did. Now, the one of the coolest things of this episode was where he was. It was like this giant space station, um, like, I don't even know if you'd call it a, 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 a city or some sort of space station nation, a nation of in the space station. And it wasn't a full circle. It was like a C or a candy cane shape. I can't quite tell because it looks like we do see an end of it at one point. And it's very interesting because part of it, it has light shining on it. Part of it doesn't. Uh, the light moves with them. And it's all it's this ginormous... Like, I don't even know. I must have been built in space. I mean, you can build space star, space stations and, and Death Stars. You can build towns in space. But even though it's on the brink of space, it also, ha- I guess, has its own atmosphere because you can stand right on the edge uh, and breathe and walk around. Uh, this thing, and it's just floating in space, and it's, it's humongous because you realize you're looking at, like, one part of it, and this one part of it has all these cities built on it. So I thought that was a really cool thing. And, again... I don't know. Is this something that we're seeing that's been in a book? Something we're seeing that's been in a comic book, a cartoon? I have no idea. It's just cool to see these things for the first time. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't want to know anything about it. I just want to talk about it for what I'm seeing. Uh, And I'm seeing this really cool, you know, city in the sky. Uh, It's up there very high. So uh, Mando is, is, um, he's not doing well. He is beaten up. He's burnt. Uh, he goes on this elevator. They have like a funny little moment where the guy looks at him like, I don't want to deal with you. He goes to this downtown area, this club, like I almost called it a discotheque, uh, where he is meeting up and delivering the bounty for the the, the people who hired him or this, this like alien. She looks like, I, I'm guessing female, like a kind of a chicken a chicken fish i don't know um but you know he's like i want my money and the information you um you you provided you 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 promised me they're like sit down have something to eat he's like no i just want my information where is the latest um substation to the substrata like the access panel to the substrata i don't remember exactly what it was and he's like, come on, we have, we want to hire you for another thing. I'm, I'm translating from the gloop, 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 gloop that the alien's saying. And he's like, look, other people will pay for this. I can go. And I'll, the money's, I'll go. So he starts to leave like, all right, fine. And they they tell him uh, the whatever the hell he's looking for. I couldn't, I, I still don't understand it. I, I did go back just now and watch it. Um, access station to the substrata. I don't know. Mumbo jumbo space talk. But what I'm assuming they told him was where he needed to go to meet the other Mandos, right? That's what I got out of it. Like they said, oh, it's down some alley. And so he uses his 
like infrared vision to see these marks on these alleys, unless it's two separate things. I don't think it is. Um, but again, I watched the same episode you did. So it's funny the things that I'm probably not getting that you're like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Jeepers, creepers. So he he ends up going down, you know, almost falling down a ladder. He's really not doing well. And he ends up with his fellow Mandalorians. We got the um we got the Mandalorian blacksmith lady, and we have this other dude who um you know, he's this big muscly guy, and I'm assuming we've seen him before. Um, maybe last season, they're the Mandal- he's part of the Mandalorians that helped him escape. Um, I don't know. And I know you're yelling at your 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 um, your cassette player now, because I'm assuming you downloaded this and then transferred it to a cassette. Um, so you rewind your cassette player just to hear me again. And then the, the tape fell out, and you had to get your pencil, and you roll it back in. And then you listen to it and go, what the hell is this guy talking about? And I realized, I don't know. I don't know. This this Mandalorian guy, he looks cool. And um, it seems like there's n- there ain't many Mandalorians left, which also confused me to what happens. So um, they're like, oh, you know, you're here. And he's like, yeah, thank you for um, you need to help me. Help me heal me. So the big dude heals him with some with some like cooking spray or something, some healing spray. Um, and then... Um, She's like, what kind of weapon caused that? He goes, this thing. He takes out the uh, dark saber, and she's like, do you know what this is? And he explains that he that he that he got it from um, Moff Gideon, uh, and he you know he beat he bested him for it. And there's a lot of this is the info dump where she talks about how it's a legendary weapon that is you know the the lead the, the if you win it. Um, you know, in combat, you could lead the Mandalorians to the promised land, but if you don't, you could be the downfall of Mandalorian. And she's like, what's that on your back? He goes, oh, I got this from a Jedi. Oh, it was originally created by a Mandalorian who was also a Jedi. He's like, I met a Jedi. And, um, she's like, where'd you get that? He goes, well, I got this from a Jedi. He says, this, this metal, the spear, it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be used for armor. It's not supposed to be used for weapons. So he's like, fine, turn it into turn it into something else, you know, turn it into armor. And um, she's like, well, who do I turn it into armor for? He goes, um, for a foundling. And I was like, wait, what? what, 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 what? Um, and she's like, what? And he's like, Grogu. And I went, damn. We all know who Grogu is. I don't even want to say uh, Baby Yoda. Because that's what everyone just called him for, you know, months. But, um, yeah, Grogu. It's Grogu going forward. So he's like, I want to give it to Grogu. She's like, you you fulfilled your, you know, your mission with him. He goes, yeah, I'd returned him to his kind. He says, well, the Jedi, you know, they don't want to be, you know, fraternized with. They don't want to be mixed. Like, they're not looking to hang out with you. He's like, well, that's the exact opposite of our way. Um He's like, just make it for or something like that. Make it for for him. So they're making this this woman is making something, some weapon out of um, the spear. It's not some weapon, some armor out of the spear for Grogu. Now, we know Grogu is like 50 years old, right? So it's not like we're going to see him as like a teenager. 
and being like, hey, Mando, how you doing? Ooh, I, you know, he's got like acne and stuff like that. None of that's going to, he's going to be the same, you know, toddler for like at least a couple decades, right? But now he's going to have this little armor, like maybe a helmet or something. And, but it can't be a helmet. Uh, it's so small. I wonder, because we saw these little rings, I wonder if it's some sort of like chain mail armor that he can wear. Um, but did you notice when she tied it into the little knapsack, it kind of looked like the, the, the Grogu's head with the big ears? I, I smiled and I thought, oh, somebody's you know, learning how to tie exactly like that. And look, you know, right now they took out a kerchief from their dad's dresser um, and they're using it to, to tie something just like that so that they can sell it on Etsy and go, look, I made the Mandalorian Grogu armor knapsack. Um, but, you know, she's talking, uh, they, they give the whole history of, of the data dump of all the Mandalorian stuff. And we see some flashbacks of things exploding and these ships leaving Mandalorian. And then, um, you know, he, you know, he talked about how he, he bested, um, he said he bested Moff Gideon. He told the other dude that, you know, he didn't kill him. He's, you know, they're like, well, you should have. He all the, for all the stuff he did, millions of our people died because of him. That's that's what they said. Millions of our people died because of him. He's like, well, he'll go before a tribunal, blah 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 blah. And um, really, long story short, short long story short. Oh, that sounds like a good shirt company. Um, he the other Mando was like, look, that uh, that sword of yours was created by my people, okay, my ancestors, and it should be mine. So I challenge you. Uh, and he's like, all right, let's do this. And then we get a duel. Oh, at first, I'm sorry, the, um, the, the blacksmith is practicing with him, just practicing using the sword, and it's getting heavier and heavier because he's relying too much on the sword. No, it was like it was like a mental thing where... If you're 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 trying too hard, the sword gets gets um, gets like harder to, to to wield and harder to swing and heavier. If you just you know let the sword lead, then you'll figure out a way to uh, to fight to use it properly. Uh, and so the other dude's like, "Look, I'm here to challenge you." you know, and the blacksmith's like, "You can challenge him all you want." And I'm thinking, are they going to fight to the death? Because there's only the three of them right now, right? Aren't they like short on numbers? So I thought that was a little like, what's going on here? And then uh, Mando ends up besting this guy, and she's about to—he's about to slit her throat. And then she's like, "Hey, uh, fella, um, did you ever? Have you ever taken your helmet off?" He's like, "No." Have you ever let anyone else take your helmet off? He says, "No." He's okay. What about you, uh, Jin Rummy? I can't remember his full his name. Din. Jarden, I, I know I'm wrong, but um, what about you? And he's like, yes, I've taken it off. Um, and they said, well, then you're no longer a Mandalorian. You're out. He's like, well, I wish you'd reconsider. She's like, no, you're out of here. You're outski, buddy. You're out of the club. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, just because there are some Mandalorians who, like, didn't we see the other ones who, well, I guess these ones were, these are the default ones. This is the way. This is the way. He was going to join them. They were going to be a triumvirate. And, you know, he had the, the, the sword and everything. And then five minutes later, 
they're like, wait a second. Did you take your helmet off? He's like, yeah. I go, okay, you got to go. You're out of here. So that was a little like, I don't know. It didn't, it just felt like, wait, don't you want the, the, the numbers? Don't you want the people? Um, but I guess not. So he's like, you got to go. It's like, okay, buddy, they let him keep his sword. So he goes to a, he's like, all right, I got to get off world. He doesn't have any ship. He doesn't have anything. Uh, we don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly um, why, he, where, oh, his ship blew up, right? That was the whole episode where Boba came back, right? Um, so we don't know how he got to this space station, but he is, um, unless he said it, and I just don't remember because I'm, you know, what they would say is a bit dopey. Um but they, oh, I also noticed that when they showed the, like, Mandalore getting blown up, then those robots look like a bunch of iron giants. Okay, anyway, um, so he basically takes a a passenger shuttle, a shuttle that we've seen on Tatooine, and we heard in the background, we're going to Tatooine, all ships, you know, all passengers get on for Tatooine. So he's like, all right. And a robot's like, look, dude, you got to take all your weapons off. So we get this comedic moment where he removes all his weapons, um, the gun, the the little, you know, the little um, missiles that come out of his wrist, all these bullets, uh, another gun, some knives, and then um, the the darksaber. And I thought, oh, this is going to, something's going to happen. Someone's going to recognize it. Uh, something bad's going to happen. But nope. He goes on the, um, on the, basically like a, glorified bus, uh, a ferry, and just kind of hangs out, looks at the little thing that uh, reminds him of Grogu. He's like, oh, Grogu, I'll see you soon, buddy. And steps off. He, he sees this little Greedo-looking dude, who this kid who looks at him, waves, and he just kind of, you know, doesn't really react. He gets off the ship. He's in Tatooine. And they're like, thanks for flying with us. And he gets his, uh, he opens it up, and all his... All his weapons are there, so nothing big going on there. And then we cut over to Amy Sedaris, and I thought, oh, we're gonna get like a best of the Mandalorian. All our, all our, um, all our characters are gonna be in this one. All like the the people we've seen, um, as far as like throughout the years of Mandalorian. But nope, nope. We really just kind of get. Um, Amy Sedaris's character, who remember she's like the, she's like the junkyard owner who's also this master mechanic, um, and I do like that the IMDb page doesn't have any of them listed. Like it has a Jawa, it has, I think one of the, um, one of the, um, you know the I can't even think of the word the the dog looking dudes, and it has Fennec and uh, Boba Fett listed on IMDb, and Boba Fett's not even in this. Fennec's in it the last second. So I like that because they didn't want to give anything away. Um, but he's on Tatooine now, and he go as I said, he goes to Amy Sedaris. I I can't remember her character. She's a, she's space Amy Sedaris, and it's kind of just for the next I'm gonna say ten minutes. 15, 12 minutes or something. It's like, hey, how's it going? Let's build a ship together. He's like, I, he, he, he called ahead and said, do you have a Razor Crest? And she says, I thought you had a Razor Crest. No, I have a ship for you. I have something better. And he pulls out um, 
this this old ship that is a Naboo N1 starfighter, which I recognize. I'm like, that's definitely a prequel ship. Um, and I like that. I like the idea that this is an old classic. This is pre-Empire. All these things, I'm like, that is, I, I liked that. And I liked that it was a ship that was recognizable because it was very much like... Um, the I was going to say the Jake Lloyd ship, but it was it wasn't it the same kind of ship that Anakin used in um, Episode One. I, I I happened to look that up slightly, and I think I read that I read quickly. As you can tell at this point, my comprehension skills aren't um, aren't aren't always um, you know the the top of the class as they say. But really, from here on, for here for most of the episode now, it's all about building the ship. And finding that the Jawas, uh, you know, will get this, will will scavenge anything, including they bring up the Pikes, including they stole something right from the Pikes. Um, she goes, the Pikes, you know, they they took over once they're doing all the spice runs. So there is um, letting Mandalor- letting the Mandalorian kind of know uh, about what's going on. Um, and really, they they fix the shit this shit. <laughs> they fix this shit up. They fix the ship up. Uh, not quite a montage, but it, it it was kind of fun, just them hanging out, and we find out that Amy Sedaris dated a Jawa, their little furry things, that's interesting, a lot of fun, silly little droids, and um, again, that was a lot, it was a lot, most of the episode now is dedicated to this, and they finally takes the ship, he's not sure about it, and now he says, the droid, there was a, the bubble where in the prequels, R2-D2 stuck his head in, and um, he's like, oh, the droid part, you, where, where's that? He goes, oh, I, she goes, I figured you, you didn't want that, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking that is where our little buddy can hang out. He can sit in there. He can have his own little cockpit. That's just me thinking. I think that's going to be a future Grogu sitting area. Um, but he takes it. He's, he's been, he's been like hesitant about this ship the whole time. He wants his razor crest, but they modify this thing. They get this thing going so fast. He takes it, you know, over the city, takes it up into space, flies it around, loves this thing, and then um, he actually takes it by a star cruiser, the the, the star bus, whatever you want to sees the same looking Grodu, I'm uh, the Greedo, I'm guessing, and the kid looks out at him and he gives a little nod, like "What's up, partner?" And then he flies off, and um, two X-wings patrolling the area, kind of pull him over. Like, hey man, we uh, need your um, your you know your uh, license and registration. Basically, he sends something over. He's like, well, I don't have everything set up because we just built this ship, and uh, you know, it's. He's like, well, you're doing these crazy maneuvers. Like, yeah, we're just kind of taking over a test bin. It's like, look, hey man, your voice sounds familiar. Um, is there any reason for that? Like, have we met before? He's like, I think you have the wrong guy because there was someone with a razor crest. So he, this, this X-Wing guy is putting two and two together. He recognizes him. And Mandu's like, zoing! And he gets out of there. And the two X-Wings, which I'm sure they're somebody, uh, that, you know, the, who, the guys in, you know, behind the ship, I'm sure there's someone that, like Star Wars creators or famous actors, I don't know, um, well-known in the Star Wars universe. But they're like, uh, should we call that in? And he's like, do you want to do the paperwork? I don't want to do the paperwork. Let's get out of here. So he just leaves and goes back to uh, Amy Sedaris. He's like, this ship is rad. I, or actually, he calls it Wizard. Wait a second. Wizard 
Isn't that... Now, I completely did not look this up at all. But isn't Wizard something that Anakin Skywalker said? Young Anakin in Phantom Menace. I seem to remember listening to Star Wars Minute, then making some kind of joke about that. Am I right? I think I'm right. Um, so he, like that's like a term, like it's wicked awesome. It's wizard. Uh, we'd say wicked awesome up here in Massachusetts. So he's like, um, yeah, it's great. I love this thing. She goes, oh, when you were gone, uh, someone left a message for you. And I completely was fell out of the story. And I was like, well, it can't be the lady they kicked off and they kicked out of um, Star Wars. I can't even think of her name. Uh, the you know the UFC lady. Uh, it can't be her, right? And like he's he's like, don't worry, you know, I locked the door so no one can get in. And then Finnick's like right there hanging out, and Amy Sarah's is like, what what's going on here? She's like, calm down, calm down. Um, look, you want to you want to get a job? He's like, yeah, I'm looking for work. And she says. Um, got to help you, you know, what, what, who's the bounty? He goes, it's not a bounty. We need muscle for Boba Fett. She's like, yep. And she throws him the, um, the coin. He goes, you know what? This one's on the house. He throws it back to him. He goes, but first I need to go visit somebody. And I don't know if he said I need to go visit a little friend or something like that. And I just went, oh, and then it ended directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I just went, what? No. Now, what, what, what happens from here? Because, there's only two episodes left. Do we go with Mando or do we have him just come back and be like, well, I'm back. It went well. And then we don't see what happens for a while. I'm curious because, again, nothing in this episode, um, really nothing much built towards the Boba Fett storyline. Um, but... All those things with those other Mandalorians and him getting his new ship and him wanting to go see Grogu, I think is building towards uh, a Mandalorian season three. And what we don't know is, you know, could that already have been filmed? Like, could it be something where it's like, surprise, Mandalorian season three starts next week? I know that's like, I'm probably... I know we're probably like a year away, right? We're getting this, and then next season, next fall, we're going to get Mando again. But this opens up so many little things of like, well, it seems like Grogu's going to continue to be in his story. You know, is something going to happen in um, in Grogu's training that he, he needs to be taken away? Could it be related to um, Kylo Ren and him going, you know, him him kind of destroying that whole training thing. I don't know if the timelines match up. I don't think they do. I think it's too early. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What what I don't know about Star Wars can fit um, inside, a, 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 you know, a Bantha, um, I don't know, head, as, as I'm just, you know, letting it, no, I'm just, I don't edit. I'm just talking. Um, I don't know where this leads, but it, it pulled me in um, and it got me, it got me excited for, it got me more excited for the Mandalorian, you know, the next season of the Mandalorian. Uh, and I guess that's the point, right? It got me excited because Grogu is going to be back in some way or another. 
and uh, he's going to have something that is that was made by Mandalorian blacksmith. Um, but I feel like at some point we're going to get the Mandalorians that we saw with um, with Sasha Banks, even though Mercedes, I can't think of her real name. Uh, she was a Mandalorian. And then um, Starbuck, who I can't think of her name right now. I feel like they're going to come back. And then we're going to have something with um, these new, these these two Mandos. Some sort of like, hey, you guys are, you know, too strict with the helmet and um, all this kind of stuff. And then again, are we not going to see Moff Gideon again? We have to have a new, if, if not, we're going to have to have some new villain. I don't think it's going to be these guys because they're kind of good guys, but they're very strict in their world. And, you know, they're like kicking Mando out because he's an apostle, which I looked up on Google. Um, I literally paused it and then asked Google about the uh, what apostle was. And um, I just, this was a fun kind of bottle, not a bottle episode, but it's self-contained because I don't think we're going to get much more of this story in the last two episodes of Boba Fett. I think we're going to see him show up in episode seven again. We're not going to see him in six. He's going to show up in seven. And he might show up with Grogu. And if that happens, well, I mean, I'm just going to faint. Um, but that's it. I think I think I kind of, you know, I talked longer than I thought I would. When I first watched this, I thought, wait a second. So he goes, he, he does a bounty. It's Mando the whole time. He does a bounty, uh, the quicker picker-upper. He then goes and hangs out with some Mandos, and then, um, you know, they kind of kick him out. Then he goes and fixes up his ship, and uh, fixes up a new ship, and Fennec shows up. I mean, that was really it, but, you know, there's, there's always something worth discussing in these, you know, in these Star Wars uh, you know, wouldn't like be funny if someday, like an old timer's like, um, you know, we've uh, we've really, what have we been doing all these years, all these years of all these Star Wars? Do you remember the last episode of Happy Days? Um, Howard looked right at the camera, right after Joni and Chachi got married, and he raises a cup and looks right at you, and says to Happy Days. Now, there isn't a moment, there isn't a time where I could watch that final episode of Happy Days. At that moment, this montage of them, the kids growing up, that I don't weep. That I don't weep like a sensitive Rancor owner. It is, and it has nothing to do with, uh, with I just went on a complete tangent, but I just thought, you know, it, he said Happy Days, and it would be funny if he said, he said it, he said it. The Star Wars. Um, that's it, my friends. I've. If you're still here, you know, congratulations. You did it. Um, but that's it. Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, Return of the Mandalorian. And the should have been in capitals because it was really just like a Mandalorian episode. Um, which made me probably like it even more than the Book of Boba Fett. Even though I'm, in, I, even though I'm really enjoying the Book of Boba Fett, um, the Mandalorian is, is where the real action is at. And I can't wait to get back to talking about that show someday. But until then, I'll see you next Wednesday where we talk more Boba Fett. Uh, there's only two more of these. And then who knows what's happening after that. And I'm thinking, do I do every Star Wars show? Should the Mandalorian man do the Ahsoka Tan? I, I probably shouldn't because I don't know anything about that stuff. Do I do the Anakin Scott? You know, maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's fun to talk about. 
even I wonder if it's interesting to you to hear a guy who really likes Star Wars but really isn't that knowledgeable. He's maybe more knowledgeable than the than the average person, slightly more knowledgeable, but like the hardcore Star Wars folk, I, I feel like, you know, uh, a bit of a simpleton, but I love it. And I love the sound of my own voice. Why else do we podcast, right? So my friends, thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is fans.experts. We don't do much there, but you could always throw us a like. And the website where everything I do, uh, as far as podcasting, everything lives at fansnotexperts.com. So thank you so much again for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. And until next Wednesday, my friends, may the Schwartz be with you. That's not experts.